What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan, and you are now listening to the world's best daily show. If you're listening in on podcast streaming platforms, head on over to YouTube, search for Constance the Podcast, and there you can watch your girl. And if you're listening in on podcast streaming platforms, or if you're watching, whatever the case may be, you see here that I have a guest. She's absolutely beautiful, absolutely oh, bright. You. I'm loving the look. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up? I'm Shimes. Follow me on Instagram, shimes.ufa, not shim, shimes. It'll be on the screen for you guys. Make sure you guys follow her. Okay, so we've been talking before the podcast started, and I have been dying to ask about the tattoos. Okay, okay. if you guys are listening on podcast streaming platforms, she has uh, tattoos on the side of her face. They say 222. Yes. Neck tattoo. What What made you want to, first of all, what does the 222 on your face mean? It's like, um, it's angel numbers. Okay. So it's kind of like... Um, manifestation and things of that sort kind of like represents that okay do you pick the angel number or is it this is just an angel number i see like all the time okay um so like you'll see it like on a clock or like you'll see it wherever like i just see it all the time like i see like my favorite song by flatbush zombies it's called 222 it's like i see it in cars i I always catch it on my phone like it's just my it's just my angel number Okay, okay. And so the next tattoo I see is the neck tattoo. I can't see it in full. What so it? it's a rose. Okay. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I finally can be honest. I regret some of my tattoos. Oh, okay. How many do you have? I don't even know. Okay. Maybe like 10. Okay. But I do regret some. Why do you regret them? Because I was just young. I was 18. I'm like, you know what? I want to look I want to be. A, I want to look like a badass. I feel like a badass. Mm-hmm. This is not given. I'm small. I need to... Motherfuckers need to know. No, no, girl. Yes, oh, we yeah. can cut. Okay, so yes. I was like, motherfuckers need to know. So I said, you know what? Let me get this tattoo. So I got the rose, and then I got this chest piece. So okay. I have like a like chest piece here. Oh, okay. okay. What is what is that? Half Who woman, is it? half woman, half skull. Okay. I don't know why I got it. Um, it was to the point. I feel like it, it got to the point where people kept asking me, "What does that represent?" And I just made up shit because it's like I don't know why I got What's it. Something you would say, like, why did I even get this? You feel me? No, what's something you would tell them in represent? So I was like, um, because it's a half woman, half skull. So I was like, oh, it kind of represents, and it's like a gun to it. Okay. Foolish. I was like, um, well, it kind of like represents, like, even though there's there's always ugly and beauty, and even if. (laughs) (laughs) You just try to make something. Make something out of nothing. I yes, feel like, like I was like, even if you know you like you feel ugly sometimes, it's still beauty. And even if you like feel beautiful, it's still some ugly. Like it was just stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And they would look at me like, oh, okay, right. Like, this must be some bullshit. Right. No, girl. I mean, I think it's cute. I definitely feel you, you on too. being small and not wanting people to like just to know what's you know wanting right. people to fuck with you, like or not fuck with you. Yeah, like I'm tired. Like I got tired of like. People just kept playing with me. No, definitely. I feel like growing up small, that def- that is definitely something that we had, that I had to deal with. People constantly picking on me, I guess, because of my size and feeling like, I don't know what it is about small. I don't know why they feel like it's a target thing, but they definitely make it a target. So I feel you on wanting to be badass, girl. I wish I would have thought like that. I just said, let me just fight them and try to prove myself to them, which looking back, I felt was extremely foolish on my behalf because I feel like over time I've learned that you can't really change people's perception of you you can't however they all. see you is however they see you and your your concern shouldn't be to worry about how they perceive you exactly i think the tattoos do give you edge i hear that you regret them i mean i have some tattoos too i regret them as well do you feel like you'll never get a tattoo ever again well i got the ones on my face i actually got when i was living in california last year okay so these are new I like those, but it's just that I would get new ones. I would get more. I just will really think deeply about what it is that I want. Okay. Because I feel like now that I'm older, mm-hmm. see, at first when I was young, 
I didn't really care too much about it. Right. The meaning. Mm-hmm. I just wanted it. But now that I'm older, everything you do in life, you need to have a reason why you're doing it. I feel you. What you makes you say that? Mind. Because it's like, we shouldn't be out here just doing stuff just because. You can get killed like that. Mm-hmm. Things can happen to you. Mm-hmm. You can lose things. Mm-hmm. You have to just think about the future, be a little bit smarter. I feel you. That's why I just say that. Like, I'm older. I just made a lot of mistakes and... I feel you. Just learn from that. Have the tattoos hindered you from getting, like, jobs or anything like that? Oh, my gosh. Like, honestly, yes, it has. It it took away my confidence. Oh, wow. Like, it was like, when I go into an interview, they love me over the phone. Mm -hmm. They love my resume. They Mm -hmm. love everything. And then when I get to the interview, sometimes I have to figure out, okay, how can I hide my tattoos and all Mm -hmm. this and all that? Like, it takes away so much of my confidence. Oh. Because... I have I, I have these on my face, and they might have a policy where they, even though they like me, they might not hire me because of it. It's happened so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, what can you do, right? I'm not going to wear makeup every day. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you, girl. I mean, I'm not, I, I understand. What can you do with a situation like that? I'm surprised to hear that, though, because I always thought that as we approached this 2022, mm-hmm. there were more receptive, employers are more receptive of tattoos because everybody has them. Right. It's very interesting to hear that you are still dealing with it. I see something on your arm to the on this side of your arm. Oh yeah. Is, this, is that a tattoo? This was unfinished. Okay. Um this was like supposed to be like Erica Badu. Okay. This really nice picture of her, but I never went back because you know, it's like somebody will say, Hey, you know, I'll I'll do this tattoo tattoo for you for free. Mm-hmm. Promo you do the, the promo. Mm-hmm. But then they start acting funny. Mm. I'm not having sex for a tattoo. Oh, so girl. I'm not getting to finish. Right. I know that's Period. right, girl. I know that's Period. right. So this has been like this for a good seven years. I know that's right, girl. I'm not doing it. I ain't mad at you. I remember. So my first tattoo I got, I was 16 years old. Me and my friend, we caught a mm-hmm. bus. Or we caught a train to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And we meet up with this guy. Trap hot. Like, very much so bando. He's <laughs> tattooing downstairs. There's a nigga upstairs tattooing. The nigga upstairs tattooing has bitches coming in, and I hate to profile them girls. I ain't going to profile them. Right. But he did come back downstairs asking for a condom. My tattoo artist ain't have no condoms, so he went back up and still busted. You know, he still fucked without right. the condoms. So it was definitely giving fucking for tattoos. Bitches be doing that. They do. If that's your game, that's your game. Right. I am not fucking for no damn tattoo. I ain't doing it. And hell no. Hell motherfucking no. And I feel like the reason that niggas think that that shit is going to fly because bitches be doing it. I'm not going to yeah. fake. Sometimes y'all make it a little bit too hard for us because y'all be doing some crazy ass shit. And for real. Everybody going to fly right. for that. Y'all for setting real. the standard. But yeah, I wouldn't do it. I, I ain't mad at you for not doing it. I'm obsessed with your tattoos, but I noticed you had said something else. You said you lived in California last year. Mm-hmm. Are you from California? No, I'm originally from Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. How did you end up in Cali? Well, you know, honestly, like... I just needed to get away. Okay. Like, I was going through a lot mentally. Okay. And honestly, I feel like in life, like, sometimes you need a drastic change mm-hmm. to, like, really, like, get get your life going and figure yourself out and mm-hmm. kind of, like, heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't doing it for me. It's like, I always say this. How can you heal? Like, how can you grow in the soil that's contaminated? Okay. You know, how can you do that? Right. How can you grow? Right. So it's like, I need an environmental change. Okay. And you want to know what I found out about that, though? What'd you find out? Doesn't matter where you go, you're going to take yourself with you. And thank you. I figured out the same thing. I went to California myself thinking I was going to shift and change. Life was going to shift and change. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't worried about doing, I ain't even going to say I wasn't worried about doing internal work. I had gotten into like shadow work and all of that stuff mm-hmm. prior to the move, right? Mm-hmm. But I still was just... 
my own enemy. You know, like I was still in my head about a lot of shit. Right. I was, I was lacking in confidence, lacking in self-love, lacking in self-awareness. It was a lot that was lacking within me. And I thought mm-hmm. that if I changed my environment, I would be able to change my life. But you have to change you. Like you yeah. are the, the, the root of everything. Mm-hmm. And if you don't start from within, it doesn't matter where the hell you go. Doesn't matter. Life is going to reflect whatever's inside of you. Yep. Doesn't um, matter. When you went to L.A., or I keep saying L.A. because I went to well, L.A., where did you go? I went to Irvine. Okay. Which is 45 minutes away from L.A. Okay, what, did, like, did you know people in that area? I didn't know anybody in that area. You just picked a random place on the map and was like, I'm going to go mm-hmm. I didn't pick a random place. I um, did my research. Okay. Um, and I chose that area because I didn't want to be in no hardcore parts of Right, no, LA. yeah, 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 for sure. So, and I've been to Los Angeles. I mean, I've been to California multiple times. Okay. I literally drove there. I drove all the way from here to there by myself. Yes. Oh my goodness. Girl, when no. I'm determined, I'm determined. Girl, I feel you though. It's time to go. I feel <laughs> you. Okay, so you get there, you get to California. What made you come back here? So I wanna say that like on my way there I felt so powerful. I felt like just strong, like I'm doing this. Yes. And when I got there, the drive was still there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then when I moved to my apartment, the drive was still there. And all of a sudden I started feeling a familiar feeling. Mm-hmm. What was that feeling? It was like, I just felt like everything was going so right that something had to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so used to chaos and I'm so used to things always happening that I could not just sit still and accept the fact that I was okay. Mm. And it was, it was just too much. Sometimes, even if it's good change, change can be a lot on you. Yeah. Like, it can be a lot, even Mm -hmm. if it's a good change. Mm -hmm. You know, your body, your mind, your brain is programmed to deal with things a certain way. And it's like you in this new environment, and now it's just like, it's just it became too much. I started getting real depressed. Mm. So, within I think two months of being in California, I came back to visit too soon. Okay, why you say too soon? Because like I left for a reason. I should have like let myself get established where I was, especially mentally and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with in Cali. So I come back to visit. It was a familiar feeling, so it felt right. So I packed up all my stuff and I moved back. So do you feel like that was the mistake coming back? That was a mistake, yes. So are you planning to go back and make another grand change? I am. Okay. I'm not going to say it was or it wasn't a mistake, but don't you feel like things happen for a reason? Yes. Don't you feel like in the midst of all that, that feeling that you felt and that that thing that brought you back here Mm -hmm. was something that you probably needed in this moment? Not to speak for you, I'm just questioning if that's what you... No, you're right. I found that out because who I am now, Mm -hmm. I will thrive wherever I go. Mm -hmm. But who I was then... I wasn't going to make it. I feel you. I, I had to you. go through a lot of things. Like, you know what I'm saying? To get to where I'm at. Now, I'm I'm, I'm like, I have more like trust in myself. Right. And I'm, I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. willing to die trying. Right. And I think that I was afraid of a lot then. So, I feel like it is like a, a lesson. I don't feel like it. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say mistake. But it definitely was like a lesson learned. And, yeah, for sure. You know, it, 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 it was a part of my growing process. Right. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Wow. The very, very powerful way to start off the show, y'all. I didn't know we was going to get too deep. <laughs> okay. But we're going to lighten up the mood, y'all. Not that that was sad or anything. Right. We're going to get into today's segment of, bitch, did you see that tweet? Now, if you are new here. This segment is dedicated to the bullshit I see on my TL. It ain't always bullshit. Sometimes it's just shit. And we're going to discuss it today. So today's segment of Bitch Did You See That Tweet is... This tweet was tweeted by Dreezy, the rapper. And the tweet reads, 
Would you rather have the love of your life or the career of your dreams? I'm gonna hit home. Um, I would rather, um, what was the last question part? Would you rather have the love of your life or the career of your dreams? I would rather have the career of my dreams. Why? Because I just feel like I'm not, I don't, how do I put this? Um, because it's like, I feel like I'm just so passionate about what it is that I want to do with my life that I don't want anything to get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you're in a relationship, you have to consider a lot of things right. that you really don't want to consider mm-hmm. because you want to put yourself first. I just feel like I wouldn't be able to like I wouldn't be able to like do that. I feel you. You know. I feel you. I think it, for me, if I had to answer the question, I would go with career too, and I would go with career because um, I feel like that's my purpose. I feel like this is what I'm here to do. I feel like this is what I'm pushing for. You talk about you would die trying. Like, I would die trying to get to the end of my purpose. Like, I feel like that is what I'm here to do. I feel like I ain't even got to really die trying. I feel like if it's my purpose, it'll by all means come to fruition, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just focused on that thing. And and for me, my career aligns with my purpose. So that's what I'm here for. There was a quote. I mean, excuse me. There was a um, comment under it. Mm -hmm. And it said something along the lines of like... um, they would choose their true love. They would choose the love of their life because the love of your life can help you get closer to who you were supposed to be in life, which could align you with your purpose, which could align you with your career path. And I heard that and I thought to myself, or I read it and I was like, okay, I guess that is that is kind of true because you can meet people in your life that will mm-hmm. that will have such an impact on you that they will redirect you in the right mm-hmm. direction, bring you closer to that career that purpose that Mm -hmm. whatever um but i would still choose my fucking career now here's the thing are you in a relationship oh i'm single i'm single today oh not i'm single today we're gonna get into that in a second actually let's get into that right now (laughs) so you single today you single today i wasn't single yesterday but i'm single today okay girl or boy that you're with as a dude okay guys what was with was was with yeah what happened you planning on getting back together with him no, I think this is actually this is at the end. Oh. I think this is the end. Yeah. Okay. I don't even How did like you fight determine it. it was the end? Oh, well, he broke up with me. Okay. He was like, yeah, he was like, you know, um, get your, sh-. he was like, yeah, get your shit out my car. And yeah, like that was okay. that. You said you didn't fight it. So you just felt no, inside didn't. of you it was too much. It was the, and did, have you guys like, you know, sometimes couples mm-hmm. break up, get back together. Is this um, like the needle that broke the camel's back or is this? the first time it happened you're just like this is not the first time it happened but i definitely think that like i'm not gonna fight it because i think that maybe this is this is what it needs to be okay um i feel like his happiness and his peace is important and i feel like if i'm getting in the way of that Mm -hmm. no matter how hard i try to be a certain way if i'm getting in the way of that by all means go you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. even though i would want you to stay here because i love you i'm not making you happy like I feel you. What can I do? Why would I even? I I I wanted to fight it at first, but not let it let it go. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna fight it. I think that's a mature approach. Definitely, I feel like sometimes when it comes to relationships, a lot of people feel like um, it's the ownership thing. Mm-hmm. So like, or not maybe not even an ownership thing. It's like a what I want surpasses and trumps what you want, mm-hmm. right? And I've definitely been been in that place where I was so. Um, just concerned about what I wanted that I didn't want to release someone mm-hmm. from not wanting me because like how dare you I want this right and so I can respect that you said that this was just something that you were ready to just let go because they 
weren't happy mm-hmm. because it wasn't feeding them. And so, yeah, I could just appreciate that take. I think it's a very mature take. And, um, I mean, shit, life moves on. I mean, he, I mean, I feel like I was really like, kind of like, I was selfish mm-hmm. in a relationship. Okay. But it was because I wasn't ready for one. Okay. And I got into something I wasn't ready for, no matter how hard I tried. When you're not ready for something, you're not ready for something. Mm-hmm. How did you know you weren't ready? I knew I wasn't ready from the beginning. Mm. You just and, went. and I let him know that. Okay. But what we were doing, we were already like, our bond was just, we were just so close. Okay. And I, and I, I don't even trust a lot of people, but I felt like I could trust him. Mm-hmm. And so I had to question myself, like, are you telling yourself that you're not ready because you're really not ready? Or are you just scared? Because why would he come into your life? Mm-hmm. You just start thinking like that. Mm-hmm. So even though I was scared... I still got myself into it, but I was never really like into it all the way because I was still afraid. Right. And that kind of caused a lot of rift in our relationship. Okay. I feel you. So (laughs) I'm like stuck because you just, you just said a lot to me, but I like, there's just a lot of Mm self-awareness. And so that I can respect. Um, I think, I guess I want to know, like, do you feel like this is somebody that you're going to end back up with or do you not care that you just want to move on and. Whatever happens, happens. Because you know they have the saying, like, right, wrong timing, right person. Like, do you feel like that was the case with this and seeing that you were so able to recognize that you weren't ready? Do you feel like and when the time comes, you'll be with this person or when the time comes, you'll be with the right person? I guess I'm going to say this. I'm going to just say this. I've always seen that person in my future. Okay. Like, i always seen me old as hell getting on his nerves while he's driving. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yeah. So, I guess that, like, I would love to be with him in the end. Okay. You know? Okay. okay. Fingers crossed for you. But life moves on. And, you know, I just, I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? Right. So... I guess in this season of your life, that's not something that you need. Right. And everything that you need will come to you. And I know exactly. that it will, as it will for all of us. Right. I want to get into the next segment, which is going to be word association. But I think we should run a brief intermission before we do that. So we're going to run a brief intermission. And then we're going to come back. Show your painting thus far before we run the brief intermission. Okay. okay yours, is, yours is definitely something. Mine is definitely nothing. But it's okay. We're getting into it. We get, we get there. <laughs> and we will be getting into it once we return from the brief intermission. Okay? So run the brief intermission. Okay. All right. Okay, you guys. We are back. We're going to get into the bowl. So if you're new here, this is a, a game called Word Association. We It's a bowl full of different topics. We pick out a topic, read the topic, give our thoughts on the topic, right? Okay. Um, before we begin the game, there's a theme song. So I just need you to have my follow-up. You know, you can ad-lib it, clap for me, do whatever you need to do. Okay. But you've got to get into the groove. Okay. 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 So we're getting ready to start. I need you to count down from five. Okay. Let's go. Five. Mm. Four. Mm. Three. Two. Motherfucking one. Hey, let's get into it. Mm. Okay. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah. Let's. Get into it, get into it, and toot it and boot it. Hey, let's get into it. Hey, let's get into it. Period. Uh-huh. Let's get into it. Uh, and toot it and boot it. Period. All right, Sean, go ahead and pick something out of the bowl. Dressing down on a friend's birthday. Do you feel like you have to dress down on a friend's birthday? Hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
Why do you say you have to dress down on a friend's birthday? Because why would I come up in there looking crazy? It's her birthday. Most Get into it. Most definitely. You? No, most definitely. I intentionally like pick, not like a bad, not a terrible outfit, right. but it's like, I'm not about to outdo yeah, you on yeah, your birthday. Yeah, I ain't going to do a little No, yeah, I'm not going to outdo you on your birthday. I'm not going to outdo you on your wedding. I'm not right. going to outdo you on none mm-hmm. of your events. Like, I could get fly. But right. I'm going to save that for another day. Right. I've seen people on the internet talking about, why would I dress down for you? It's not my fault I'm fly. Like, no. You need to know your place sometimes. When right. it comes to your friends, let them have their moment. I feel like you know when something's going to outdo somebody. Not even in a like a cocky way. It's just like, just save this good outfit for another right. day. Let them shine. Like, I always put them into, my friends into consideration. On my birthday, they put me into consideration. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I just feel like that's what a friend does. Of course. But it's a must to do. Not like, like again, it's not like wearing a shitty ass outfit. It's mm-hmm. just like, you ain't gonna do it, do it, do it, do it. Right. Back to the bow, girl. Okay. Back to the bow. Adulthood trauma. Ooh. This is a good one. Okay. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear adulthood trauma? <sighs> I would say my last relationship before this one. Okay. It makes me think about that. Okay. Um, so, you know, whenever it comes to childhood trauma, mm-hmm. people say that the trauma you have in your childhood can manifest in different ways in your adulthood. Yes, it can. So, with this relationship that you have that caused adulthood trauma, mm-hmm. do you feel like you have healed from it or do you feel like it is manifesting within you in some different type of way? now yeah i feel i definitely feel like that like i feel like i'm healing from it okay okay uh can i ask what happened yes um i was very young when i got with this this guy you know Mm -hmm. he was like two years older you know Mm -hmm. and um everything was okay i just wanted to love somebody Mm -hmm. but after three months he was evil Mm -hmm. and it took me like seven years to get out of that oh wow because i held on to that those first three Excuse me, those first three months for seven years. Mm. What did he do? Um, I mean, let's start off with the mental abuse. Okay. He would literally um, accuse me of talking to somebody. Mm. And I was not talking to anyone. But one day I found out, um, well, one day he said, why is this guy responding to you? I said, I didn't send him any message. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Come to find out years later... He messaged him from my page, oh, wow. deleted the message. Yes. And then made it seem like I was talking to somebody. Why would he do that? Psychotic. That's a yeah. psychotic thing. Also, there were things that he would do. Like, I'm I'm legally, like, I feel like I'm blind. Okay. Mm-hmm. The doctor said that I'm legally blind if I couldn't correct the glasses. So my vision is very bad. Okay. So I remember, like, if I would kiss him or something and have my eyes open, maybe there just so happens that a guy may walk past or anybody walk past, he would think that I was staring at a guy. I said, nigga, I can't see. Right. Okay, so let's talk about those first three months. They were blissful. Like, what was what was the first three months that you wanted to hold on to so bad? Um, I mean, he was just there for me. Um, uh, I, I felt like, you know, we told each other we loved each other. Mm-hmm. We were with each other every day. Mm-hmm. He made me feel, like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't make him feel, like, some kind of way because of where he was living mm-hmm. or what was going on. I remember we were so tight. I didn't know he had, I didn't know what a bed bug was. Mm-hmm. He had a bed bug infestation. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But I loved him so much. We would laugh about it and kill them bitches together. Ooh, that love make you do some you crazy things. You feel me? Things. I would literally be doing his hair. And then, and after I'm done, I got about eight bites on the back of my yes. Mm. You Girl. know what I'm saying? That's how 
our bond was. I like I didn't make you. him feel like he was dirty or anything like that. Okay, I feel you. So mm-hmm. how did you get out? Because I felt like I was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. It so got to that point. I had to. Okay. It got to the point where I was building up. It was like it started to become like a lot of anger because I started to realize what was going on. Yes. Like, wow, this person is literally like something's literally wrong with him mentally. Mm-hmm. And he's really mentally abusing me. Right. And it keeps happening and happening and happening. And I just had he had to go because I remember I was mixing some bleach. I went him for him to walk in the door and I was about to just throw it in his eyes. Oh, like, my that's how. Like sometimes you sometimes it almost feels like you turn it into them. Mm. You know what they say? Birds of the same feather flock together. Hang around somebody long enough, you might as well. You know, you'll be yeah. there. Turn into them. You pick up traits from them. So we uh, let's get back to the adulthood trauma. How is the how is what you've experienced in that relationship mm-hmm. manifesting in your life? Like, how does it show up again? Or do you feel like it's something that you've been able to kind of just let do? Like, I guess you said you were healing, but like, is it showing up in your life in any way? Do you feel like you're you're wanting to do? mental abuse to other people like do you feel like this is something that you're carrying on into the stage of um, life i hope that question made, made sense it did okay. um i'm gonna be really honest okay i feel like i have a lot of moments where i feel like i'm turning into that person still you know sometimes i feel like i'm turning into like that monster okay you know what i'm saying because okay. there's a lot of things that i've done that remind me of what he did to me okay but they're not intentional though yeah. it's almost as if i don't realize it was happening mm-hmm. until later yeah how do you heal from something like that you know sometimes I wonder if I ever really will like truly heal from it mm. like I know I'm, I'm on that journey but sometimes I just feel like sometimes you may just have to like go through your moments I don't know if like I'm actually going to truly like completely heal from this mm-hmm. or I don't know how long it's going to take mm-hmm. so I don't really like know like how right. I just know that I'm trying I feel you um can I ask what trying looks like to you I guess trying looks like to me like just being aware of my actions. Okay. Um, believing that what I what I've been through is actually what I've been through because when you deal with someone who mentally abuses you and mm-hmm. tells you that something that you know is there is not there, you start to really like um, downplay a lot of stuff you went through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. Just, you know, I guess that's how it is for me, like, mm-hmm. I would say. Okay, okay, I feel you. I think for me, when it comes to adult trauma, um, so I told you I went to California, right, mm-hmm. some years ago. I went to California, not as thought out as yours. Like, I went very hasty, no money, nothing, homeless, right? And so uh, I think that that has been one of the most traumatic experiences in my life. And I've, quote-unquote, healed from it, mm-hmm. but I think in that moment, I I realized that, like, or I felt like my decision-making skills were really bad, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I came back to Virginia, mm-hmm. I noticed that like overthinking was something that I couldn't stop doing because I didn't trust myself anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, it was very hard for me to believe that I knew the right thing for myself. Very hard for me to believe that the decision that I was gonna make was gonna be the right decision on account of mm-hmm. that mistake that I had made in my life, right? Mm-hmm quote-unquote mistake and I understand everything is uh everything happens for a reason but I think that that was that's the one thing that I am still trying to recover from Mm -hmm. like I'm past the the whole event right it's not something that I sit like I cry about but I do sit and reflect or sometimes I try to I will want to make a decision and Mm -hmm. I'll like I said begin to question like Constance is the right thing right Constance are you going to take yourself down a bad path right Constance are you capable of making the right decision and that is something that's been eating me 
a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing a lot better now than I did right. before. Like I've made, um, I guess healing for me is like just journaling it out. Like anytime my brain is going like rampant and I don't mm-hmm. know what the hell to do or what I'm thinking, I grab my journal and I just start writing because that helps me release all of that stuff going on in my brain. But I feel like after that moment, after that experience, my brain just became very loud because it just didn't trust. I just didn't trust myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend had said something along the lines of one day, like if you don't trust yourself, then mm-hmm. like, do you really trust God? And so that is something that has always stuck with me. And mm-hmm. I also had an experience where like I was in here one day and I was just like stressing. And then I heard God say the same thing to me again. Like, if you don't trust me, then if you don't trust yourself, then you don't trust me. And understanding mm-hmm. that like God is going to guide and direct me always. And so that has been one thing that I've kind of like tried to hold on to, to just try to remind myself that it's all going to work out for my good. You know what I'm saying? Like God is with me. I'm not alone and I don't have to feel like I'm making this decision on my own. Everything that I'm doing is in accord and in accordance with God. And so that's been my healing process. But um, yeah, I feel like adulthood trauma is something that a lot of people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like everyone, or maybe it's just not as, uh, it's, yeah, I guess not talked about, whatever. A lot of people do focus on that childhood trauma. And I think it's very hard to heal sometimes from the adulthood trauma while you're trying to unpack this childhood trauma. There's a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and you definitely have to take it upon yourself as an adult, as a person, whatever, to put yourself first to make these changes in your life, to heal, to acknowledge exactly. these things that are going on in your life. So, um, yeah, girl, I appreciate you for sharing that. We're going to get back into the bowl. Okay. Yes. Self-awareness. Okay. We were just talking about self-awareness. Right. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Hmm. I guess the first thing that would come to mind for self-awareness is knowing yourself. Okay. I feel like in order for you to like, you know, have self-awareness, you need to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You need to mm-hmm. figure that out. Otherwise, you're going to always make mistakes of why you're doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to sit down and really understand who you are as a person. No staff. No staff. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta do that. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. No, I feel you. I mean, knowing yourself is literally self-awareness. I feel like a lot of people don't know themselves, so they're yeah. unable to notice the, the things that they're doing that are causing turmoil right. and trauma in their lives. So right. I think it's very easy to like assign blame to right. other people, right? Of course. But we have to, at some point, take accountability for our actions. Yep. And I think that that self-awareness, that knowing yourself is mm-hmm. going to be the key to getting to that point of being able to... Figure out where you fault in your life, where you, you know, the mess ups that you do and change those things. I think self-awareness is important. I think it's key to a lot. And I feel like not enough people focus on it, fixate on it because it's so much easier to assign blame. It's always easier. Yeah. Um, Self-awareness. When did you feel like, when do you feel like you started practicing self-awareness or becoming more self-aware? Um, I actually started this, so I've been on this journey of like, um, you know, just, you know, this like self-love journey mm-hmm. that I'm on mm-hmm. and it's been going on for about a good four months. Okay. So I'll say four months ago. Okay. 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 Good. Yes. Good. Good. Was ago. there a moment, like a specific moment that made you want to begin or a specific event that made you want to begin becoming more self-aware or did you just feel yeah. like this time? All right. What was, it was that moment? Um, well, I used to, um, so I don't thrive well in these like club lounges yeah. unless I'm drinking okay. because I'm like I'm an empath these energies I just can't mm-hmm. so um I would that would be that was like my escape goal though okay I so that. I would go out a lot mm-hmm. and well when I had free time I would go and when I would go I would get way too drunk because I just needed that feeling of just not being me for a mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. Like, can I just not be me today right you know right and I just started drinking and I would get in a lot of accidents and, you know, I was, um, and I meant like not accidents of hitting people. I mean like messing up my vehicle, mm-hmm. like hitting an object. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
I just put myself in a lot of scary situations and it was really like putting a strain on my relationship mm -hmm. because I kept saying to him, well, I'm going through stuff, you know, I'm going through stuff. And at first he understood, but then after a while, all this shit keeps happening. He has to keep saving you and saving you. He's like, like, you know what I'm saying? You can't keep saying like, that can't be your only reason. Right. And that's when I realized, girl, you got to get it together. Right. You need to figure this out. Right. Thank God you did because that, I mean, I'm assuming it was drinking and driving. That could have resulted in something exactly. 10 times worse. It could have resulted in something 10 times worse. Yeah. And it wasn't only just the drinking and driving. It was the, like coming home so late, not caring. Because mm -hmm. when you get to that point where you want to be somebody else and you drink too much, you, you don't, you're not thinking about your boyfriend. You're not thinking right. about nothing else. You, right. You're supposed to be home. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're going mm -hmm. to other places. Right. Not telling your nigga where you're going. Right. You know, just right. give him having anxiety. Mm -hmm. just, just not giving a fuck. Just not giving putting a fuck. Yourself, like, literally putting yourself above everything else. And yeah. I know that they say that you should, but sometimes it is important to sit and think about those around you. Yeah. Well. That, that's, that self-awareness plays a big part in, in your life, your mental health, as well as right. those around you. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Damn, that's crazy. Um, I'm trying to think, when did I start? I think my self-awareness journey started. I think that California experience changed a lot for me because I realized, like, I put myself in this situation. Mm -hmm. And so I started to just sit with myself, figure out why I was so unhappy, what made me feel like I needed to move. I think you had mentioned that you felt like um, you were tired of the environment, right? Yeah. I think the same thing was the case for me. I felt like moving was going to make life so much different for me. And so in that, that's when I began practicing gratitude. And in practicing gratitude, that helped me become more self-aware. Um, yeah, that, that's, that, that's all I have to say. Get back in the bowl, girl. Okay, let's see what this says. When was the last time you said, fuck fear? Okay. Huh. Recently. Okay. Recently. Because, yeah, it was recently. All right, what, what happened? What was it? Because, um, I still don't, I still have that feeling of not wanting to be here. Not and wanting Alexand to be, uh, Alexandria. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I just, it's just not for me. It's a lot of childhood trauma everywhere that I go. Mm -hmm. And adulthood trauma, it's just, I can't, I can't grow. Mm -hmm. And the other day, I wanted, it might have been two days ago, I said to myself, I'm getting out of here. Okay. F fear, I'm getting out of here. I know who I am. And with God, anything is possible. Amen. And I'm going to trust him. Amen. Period. Amen. What, what, are, what am I going to be scared for? Right. You know, well, I'm tired of living in fear. I already have an anxiety disorder. Damn it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm tired of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just keep living in that. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to me, how is it having anxiety? Like, what is it's what terrible. is anxiety like? Like, break it down to someone that has no idea about what anxiety is. What does anxiety feel like? What does it look like in your life? Like, what is anxiety? Oh, man. It's it's an overwhelming feeling. It's heavy. It's, it's annoying. Um, it stops you from a lot. Okay. Um, it, it, it's a roadblocker. It gets in the way of a lot of things. Um, you don't trust nobody. Mm. Me, I don't, I cannot say that I, there's, I would say that my boyfriend was like the person that could say that I trust him maybe 90%, but there's always that 10%. I, there's nobody that I trust a hundred percent. Question. You're a mom. Mm -hmm. As a mom, just in, generally speaking, outside of anxiety, mm -hmm. do you feel like you can trust your kid like what what is that relationship like <laughs> uh i i could trust my kids okay. yeah i would say i can trust them okay yeah all right i, I was, say, just, I I was just curious and i would have understood but, if you couldn't because they've only been around for so long they don't right. know too much about i, I, I trust my children okay but i don't like trust people with them though oh of course not like you know and yeah even if it's come even if it's their own family mm -mm. i just don't mm -hmm. you know no i feel you i feel like i'll be the same way as a mom i mean like 
you push them babies out. This is your your seed, your state. Like these are sacred right. things. You can't just let anybody be all up around. Yeah, yeah like, I don't know. My anxiety disorder came when I was uh, this this arrived probably like I already felt like. I probably had it when I was younger, but mm-hmm. it really, really came out once I had my first daughter, though. Mm, how did that, what did it look like then? Oh, my gosh. I, I just, I, I was crying every day. I was like, how am I going to let her go to the pool? She might drown. Mm. Oh, my God. Let me make sure before I drop her off at her dad's house, there's no pennies on, pennies on the floor. I'll find a penny. It's like, it was just so bad. No pennies on the floor. What does that mean? Pennies, like, so she won't swallow. Oh, gotcha, like, gotcha, I was gotcha, just gotcha, gotcha. so afraid of everything. Right. Like, I was questioning so much. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even breathe. It was mm. like a lot. I feel you. How do you cope with the anxiety? Um, well, I like to edit a lot of things. Like sometimes I edit photos. Okay. Um, sometimes I write. You know, I love writing. Like you know, creative writing, poems, or... okay. songs. Okay. I love writing. Um, sometimes I'll just jot ideas that come out of my head because I have ADHD. I'm always thinking of something, so I'll just write something down. Mm-hmm. So I have to have a planner. I have to have something where I could just write something, whatever comes to mind. Right. And lately, it's also been going to the water in the mornings. Okay. That's my new little routine. Okay, okay. That's cool. That's <laughs> dope. No, that's dope. I feel yeah. like, well, I guess this is really a question. When it came to coping with it, was mm-hmm. it like a trial and error thing? Over time, you just figured out what worked? It was a trial and error. Okay. It definitely was. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back into the bowl. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's really got it. Do you ever truly know a person? Do you? Girl, I would do like you? to say, that's what I've been thinking. Like, I wrote it down because I'm like, look, I would like to think that you know people, but do you? you can be with somebody every day of your life, and then tomorrow something throws them off and they switch up on you. you do know, you know? Do you? I don't think you do. Like, I, that's a, that's my answer for that. Do you really? <laughs> I, I have like to for agree real. With you. Like, are you really thinking of your mom right now? Like, do I? I have to agree with you. I feel like I have said some. I have said some things as it pertains to um, like people not leaving in relationships immediately, right? But the crazy thing is, it's like, or maybe leaving a relationship with like a fucked up partner, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is, it's like you'll be with this person and you'll see all the good in them, and then this mm-hmm. one day something bad happens, and it's like, how do you determine that this is gonna be this person forever? So you, I feel like in instances where I have seeing people do fucked up shit and I've loved mm-hmm. them to be a part of my life, I'm making passes for them because I, I try to believe that this was just like an off right. day. Like you just never fucking know what someone is capable of. Or the, there are those times where you have someone that is so great and like I said, you have that one day that just throws them off the rocker and it's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? I don't know. So I understood you when you said you can't really trust people because it's hard to come into this space where like you fully do trust people. Although I feel like I will say I'm one of those people that kind of, I feel like I give my trust a little bit easier mm-hmm. than most. More so because I feel like I'm not really trusting people with things. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to entrust in other people other than like my experiences. But like once I'm over it, I'm over it. So I have no problem giving it out. What is something that other than like your kids, what's something that you struggle trusting people with? Um, I would say like love. Okay. Get into that. Why you say love? Um, Because, I mean, as a young kid, I always told them I couldn't trust my own parents that say that they love me. Mm-hmm. And I always told myself, like, I think I was like 13, I was like, if I can't trust my own parents, I can't trust nobody. And I've lived by that. Okay, I feel you. Can I know what your parents did? Um, well, my mother, no, no, no. So me and my mom never had a relationship. And me and my dad, like, we never really had one like that either. So it was just me. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, my, my mom probably had a better relationship with my brother. My sister had my grandma, and I was just saying, I didn't have nobody. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom was just so mean to me all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
how could you even say you love me? You were just so mean to me like that. And my dad just didn't care. You know, that's that's nothing. Like, they just didn't care. Right. So once I realized that, it was just like, yeah, I can't trust nobody. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. Back in the ball. <laughs> love language and friendships. What's your love language and your friendships? <sighs> Probably paying for everything. Oh, you you are the one that pays for yes. in a friendship. Okay. Like, you know, it's just like, I mean, because some of my friends just don't be having money. Okay. Do you feel the type of ways when they don't pay for things? Yes. I feel like, I feel some kind of way when it's like, why are you not offering? I, mm-hmm. I might even still pay for myself, but right. it's like, you're not even offering. Like, mm-hmm. I always do so many things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you can't even offer that. I feel you. Do you feel like that is a people-pleasing thing or do you feel like that's just you naturally like you just love to give and you i think love it's just me naturally okay I, I know my boyfriend said that i'm just like when it comes to friends i'm just too good of a friend mm-hmm. because i always get like shit yeah always get shitted on yeah and i always wonder like why right right do you feel like you ever need to incorporate boundaries yes because okay i do all right so what do those boundaries look like in your friendships um probably like you know not really getting too involved in like um certain things that they're like going through if it's like a relationship or certain things because one minute I get too deep into it and then I don't hear from you for like three months and then now you want to come to me and say oh how you been Mm-mm, I don't do that Mm-mm. oh how I you been like that. and then it's like if I'm not in a fucked up place you don't want to talk to me right but if I'm in a fucked up place just like you you want to talk right that I just girl I don't want to get it, I don't want to get too deep into it no more Right. Girl. You'll figure it out, sis. I feel you. I'm here for you. I That's all you're going to get. Girl, some people be needing people just to dump on. Just to be there to... But you get tired of being a trash can. Most definitely. Who going to take me out? Exactly. Girl, I, I mean, she'll start the steak. Girl, I feel you, girl. I feel you. I fucking feel you. I, I always tell my podcast listeners, I just started a boundary recently. You got to have them. They are hard to execute. Like, they are hard to stay true to. But sometimes you got to do what is best. For you. You do. I feel you. I feel like my love language and relationships looks the same. Like I feel like I'm always there for my always friends. Always there. Always no giving. matter what the yeah, no matter what the case is. But I do feel like I have um, been able to curate my circle or make it so that I'm not the only person giving. Like I'm around people that for once in my life want to give as much as I want to give. You know, mm-hmm. and that um, are open to yeah. I guess that's the best way to put it. Like I just am around better people in right. my life now and I had to make that shit I was gonna say I had to make that decision I didn't even really make that decision just life happened and I stopped you know there's certain people that I stopped connecting with mm-hmm. and it was better for me that way and I never like fought too hard to keep it around I guess that's just what it is though mm-hmm. I guess it what that boils down to it like be around better people most definitely you can't change who you are if you're a caring person but most sometimes those people don't deserve it exactly and sometimes you be in friendships just because you've known them as long as you know them girl, and if you didn't know them you wouldn't even be fucking with them girl get into it because sometimes <laughs> we hold on to things just because of the time spent together ain't nothing there ain't no connection ain't nothing we don't got nothing going nothing on in no common more. nothing in common you want some whole other shit exactly. I ain't exactly. we ain't arguing every conversation exactly. just combative as hell like, exactly but still keeping the friendship around or relationship around for the sake of just to say it Girl, right. that's where that self-awareness comes into play. That's where you start to sit back and peep shit. And you're like, you know what? This ain't it for me right. anymore. 
girl. And yes. we don't got to beef just because I don't deal with oh, you no yeah. more. We don't have to. It's no natural beef. I, I want you to win. We just didn't. We just didn't. Me- right. We, we, didn't were, we weren't connected. We weren't well, connected. Yeah. We didn't That's mess it. at all. And I was able to peep that. So I'm making the decision for both of us. Like, it's like people think that just because I don't fuck with you no more means it's automatically beef. No, mm-hmm. bro. I want you to grow. Mm-hmm. I pray for you. Mm-hmm. I just don't want you in my life. Exactly. Exactly. And it's hard for people to understand that. It's a tough pill to swallow, but right. that's. It needs to be done for you. Right. For you. Okay. I feel like we should get into the bowl once more and then we can hop into the next segment of Dear Constance. Okay. okay. Pick something. Pick something good. Some good shit in here. Okay. Let me see. Don't look. Oh, don't look. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry. All right. Sugarcoat or raw truth? Which do you prefer? I'm a blunt person. Raw truth. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. Okay. You like to receive the raw truth and you like to give the raw yes, truth. Yes, okay. both. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like sugarcoat it, but sugarcoat the raw truth. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. don't don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. Keep it 100. Keep it real. Keep it raw. But at the same breath, like your delivery is important to me. Don't go off saying Constance, you stupid bitch. You should have never did that. Like that's not gonna sit right with me. You right. Your that's delivery not. matters to me for sure. But I want you to keep it real, 100. If if, if I do something that's unsettling with you, mm-hmm. let me know. If I say something that threw you off, let me know. But I will say I'm only taking that from people that I, like, right. fuck with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm open to the... I guess honesty is cool from whoever, but from those that I fuck with, for sure, those are the people that I'm taking that shit into consideration from. But, yeah, I like it sweet. Now, when it comes to giving it, I give it. I, I definitely tell my friends shit, but I keep it delivery is good like, but you don't think that like with the delivery like i feel like sometimes you gotta tell somebody like bro that was dumb as fuck I, because because it's like you would you may do the shit again because you don't think it's that bad sometimes somebody gotta tell you bro that was stupid why would you yeah i feel me? you i feel you i do feel like you. i do feel you. like how <laughs> else can you deliver that was stupid and i'm never really upset at a friend that tells me some honest truth like right that. I just you don't want to feel attacked though. Yeah. I think for me, I can I just can acknowledge that like if you tell me that shit was stupid, I'm gonna go home and be like, damn, I can't believe she just said that was stupid. And it's gonna have me feeling type of ways. But not like I hate you. Right, right. You know, right. it's just gonna have you really sitting and thinking. But you're right. Sometimes you do need to hear it like that for you to wake up and realize like, bitch, get your shit together. Right. Come come on. Like I'm your yeah. friend. I, I, I'm not about to keep sitting. Yeah. I already did that yesterday. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I welcome <laughs> the honest truth for sure. Like honesty is the best policy and i've um like one of my my best friends she will definitely always keep it real and raw my girlfriend too that's why i fuck, I love both of them right but for sure i think for me it's just like you know deliberate a little in a little sweet way i am a sensitive person me girl i be crying me like i be too. crying and i will cry i got no problem crying i ain't got no problem letting it out because no, i'm just, I just get mad I just be getting mad. I don't I really like that. anger. Isn't really an emotion for me. I don't right. really get mad at all. When you're mad, do you blessed. like? How do you let it out? You said blessed. <laughs> it's like it's an internal thing. Okay. So it sucks because I hate the fact that I got mad and I hate the fact that I can't calm down. It takes mm-hmm. me a while to calm down. Mm-hmm. So it's just like ugh. Bless girl. I feel you, but no, you you're very right about the honest truth and this and and what you said, just keeping it real and raw because you need those people in your life. You don't want people that's gonna lie to you and mm-hmm. just play like that. Sh- like you know, how can I say this? If you're going along with the bullshit I'm doing, then why the fuck am I keeping you around? Period. Type shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like you need those people that's gonna help you get your shit in order. I'm not even get your shit in order. It's just like you need a good circle around, and that good circle comes with people that love you enough to break it down to you and mm-hmm. let you know what, what's up. So I feel you on that. Okay. We are going to switch gears and get into 
the Dear Constance segment. I feel like my camera's gonna die, so we're gonna have to change out the battery, and then we can hop into the next segment, okay? Period. All right, un momento, guys. All right. All right, you guys, we are back. We're gonna get into the Dear Constance segment. Now, this segment is dedicated to me giving you guys advice because you need it. If you need advice, you can give me a call, 240-587-3186. Um, that is the hotline. You call in, you leave your advice submission, we play here on the pod, and then we give you advice that way. It doesn't always have to be something that you need advice on. If you want to voice your opinion, if you want to talk, use that hotline and call me. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Okay, so today we have a caller, and the submission reads, or is, I mean, I have, I can read it, but I'm just let you let it play. Turn the audio up. Girl, I don't need advice. What I need is for this to be brought up because this is ridiculous. So today, I decided to do Uber Eats. I wanted to give it a try because I heard you can actually make good money, you know, delivering packages and delivering food over to um, people's homes. So today, I decided to do this. And the tip that these people are giving out to these drivers, it's ridiculous. I need you to bring this as a topic because I think that this needs to be brought up. There's no way in hell I'm gonna drive 35 minutes away from one restaurant to the person's um, destination to only get $3 tips. I don't care if Uber Eats is gonna pay me a um, compensation or a rate for driving from the restaurant to the person's home all right so it's girl you went on long enough okay it's, it's, a, it's a lot to the message just three minutes of her going off so basically she's saying y'all need to start tipping you tip your door dashers keep it real i do if i got it i'm gonna tip it but if i, I don't it. i ain't got it <laughs> see i do tip too i definitely tip the DoorDash drivers for sure but i just tip like that's like my normal business, right. like i tip um it is fucked up that y'all ain't getting compensated but let's be 100 i mean this ain't a reason to not tip but DoorDash fees be too high by the time you done pay for something that costs ten dollars you're paying thirty dollars for that meal. okay and you can the point is you ain't doing it for free not at all you getting bread if some people don't have it you got to think like that. Well, maybe they didn't have it. But this is my argument for that. If you ain't got it, you shouldn't order. <laughs> Look, for real, have you ever been a server? Yeah, no, I haven't. Hey, girl, when you serve, you be looking at motherfuckers like you should have never came here if you ain't got it. So I get... <laughs> <laughs> keep it in 100, okay. keep it real. I like, I get her... I get her... Um, frustration. Frustration, stance, whatever. Right. But, girl, I don't know what to tell you. I can't do nothing with the door. I can't tell DoorDash to fix DoorDash do need to fix it, considering... All them fees is high. They need to make sure they incorporate they tip into it. As they much they as need they to do that. To pay. Maybe that's what they should do is incorporate it. They need to. And not give it up. You know how you go out to a lounge and they got the gratitude. The gratuity, yeah. The gratuity on there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, how does it go like this? Oh, it's a $15. <laughs> and you want extra tip? Right, girl. I'm going to lie. I tip on top. I always tip. I tip on top of the gratuity. I'm okay. a tipper. But um, the only reason I do it is because at one point in time, I was a server and I really hated working. Mm-hmm. I really hated working and serving people that didn't tip. So I get exactly <laughs> where she's coming from. Right. But at the end of the day, bitch, DoorDash be too motherfucking high. But going forward, everybody, make sure you don't order DoorDash if you ain't going to tip. She don't want no $3 tip. And y'all need, DoorDash ain't going to lie. DoorDash do be automatically putting it on the three. I ain't going to front. So sometimes <laughs> I do just click and select whatever DoorDash already went ahead and put it on. Right. So you might want to talk to DoorDash about that. But everybody tip your DoorDash drivers. That's how we're going to leave it on that. Now, if y'all need advice or y'all want to talk, y'all got a topic, send it in. Again, call me, 240 You can also click the link down below in the description box. Or 
in my Instagram bio at Constance the Pod. That will take you to my advice column, and there you can leave an anonymous submission and say whatever you want, and we'll address it here on this pod. I'll address it on this pod. Now, I have some questions for Shimes that Shimes. Yep, we said it right. Okay. I was like, hold on, did I say questions? Some okay, people yeah. just can't get it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I had some questions for her. They were in the bowl, but I just pulled them out the bowl because I wanted to talk to her about them. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is sexuality. When we were off camera, you had mentioned that you you don't know if you even see yourself being with a guy. Mm-hmm. Break that down to me. Well, ever since I was young, I was into women. I remember nine years old, I got caught in the church. Everybody knew, whole family knew. Because I was got doing, caught in the church. Got caught in the church doing bathroom. What? Doing and what? it was a small church. Doing bathroom near the front door. What was y'all doing? You know, probably humping, okay. kissing or something. Okay. Right. So it's like ever since then, I knew I liked women. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had a girlfriend before I had a boyfriend. Okay. I only had like two real boyfriends in my life. Okay. So it's like now I just feel like I don't know like if I could see myself with a man forever or if I could see myself with a woman because I feel like a woman can give me certain things a man can't that mm-hmm. are extremely important to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I struggle a lot mentally with a lot of things and I need someone to be like um you know, what would I say? Like, I need someone to, like, be there for me in that way. Okay. I need, you know, that softness. Most deaf, a woman's love is so soft. I need so that softness. Weird. Girl, yeah. I need that understanding. Yes. Like, men understand, but it's like they're a man, though. Mm-hmm. They don't really, t- really take it there. Mm-hmm. I need someone to really, truly understand me. That's the most important thing that I need in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Like, I need that. That's a that's a need. Most definitely. So, oh, but okay. So you do like men? You I like both. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm fluid. Okay, I got you. I got you. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, girl. No, I feel you on the woman's love. I never really been in a. I never been in a relationship with a guy like a real relationship to experience a guy's mm-hmm. love. But there is something about a woman's love that is just so soft, so mm-hmm. pure. The understanding, the love, it is all yeah. there, and I feel you. I understand you. I felt you on all of that. Um, as far as you being with a guy or being with a girl like having that um thought in your head does it ever interfere with your relationship so like let's say you're in a relationship with a guy do you ever sit and think like are you even the one for me i might like do you ever think like that are you even the one for me because i might like a woman like is that ever your thought process or is it really just like i don't know this is the person for me i mean like i do think like that sometimes because i wonder like am i really supposed to be with like am i really supposed to be with like a guy Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do think like that. Like, even though if I love this person, everything's going great. Sometimes I wonder, like, am I really supposed to, like, be, like, with, with this a man? Because right. I still have those feelings of being attracted to a woman. Mm-hmm. And I still be needing certain things that I know a woman can give me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I do, you know, it does get in the way of a lot. And some men don't like, I know I'm a lot surprised. of y'all out there think that men like their girl being bisexual, that is not it. Mm-hmm. A lot of men do not like the thought of that. They don't care if it's a male woman. They don't want you, you know, being bisexual. Right. They don't really like that. That's How's the like, bisexuality stigma? Do you feel like you have to constantly prove yourself to your guy or even to your girl, whatever the case might be? Do you feel mm-hmm. like you constantly have to prove to them that, like, you are for them and you're not going to cheat or run off and be with another uh, mm-hmm. gender person, whatever? Do they ever, like, fear that? Um, I think that is definitely a fear. I don't feel like I have to constantly prove myself because, okay. um, with, with, with me, I know this is weird. I don't know if y'all out there, I like this, but it's like a switch. If I'm with oh. a man, I'm not really, I guess I'm not really like out there. Right. If I'm with a woman, I'm not really out there. Like 
mm-hmm. thinking about a man. Right, right, right. I but I do have moments, though, okay. where I may think about it okay. deeply. Like, okay. do I want to be alone? Do I want to be alone? Yeah. Like, I do have those moments. So I don't really like being fluid, though. I feel, Why? Because, like, a girl just wants to know. I feel you. You know? I feel you. But I feel like you'll know when you meet the person, Mm -hmm. you know? So, over time, I feel like sometimes sexuality is one of those things that, like, people force you to have to know. Right. And I don't think it's anything worth knowing. I don't even really believe in the concept of coming out. I think you just love who you love, like you like, go towards whatever you're attracted to. And by all means, it'll all work out if it's meant to work out the same way it will with a heterosexual relationship. I feel like there's a lot of pressure to, like, know. And that's why I had asked if, like, your partners ever go, like force you or like make you feel like you have to constantly prove to them that you're for them because I felt that like before I came out as Mm -hmm. gay I had felt that pressure Mm -hmm. and I felt like um there would be uh thoughts that I would be interested in the other sex Mm -hmm. because I was saying that I was bisexual or pansexual is really what I was saying like I like cool I guess that's fluid right Mm -hmm. okay so um yeah I just felt that pressure to have to constantly prove or try to justify where I stood on the spectrum as far as what gender I like. And I just feel like that is such an unnecessary discussion to have and pressure to have. Like, if I'm with you, I'm with you. Just accept it for what right, it is exactly. and keep it moving and keep it pushing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was one thing I wanted to know. I wanted to get a little bit into that. Okay. And the next thing, motherhood. You're a right. mother of how many? Four. Okay, when did you have your first child? Well, I had my first daughter um, the day after my birthday. I just turned 17 and she passed away. So that was oh. one. But the other one after that, I had her at 18. Okay. Well, 17, but I turned 18 after that. Okay. The one that passed, mm-hmm. is she incorporated into the number four or is she... No. So that was, you just said first one, but like okay, that was my sorry. first one. Okay. No, no, that's okay. But I have, um, I've had five kids, but only have four living. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, how was that dealing with four? You're a single mom. Yes. So how was that? Oh man. I mean, it's wonderful. I love them. I'm blessed to have them, but it's hard. Why? Um, I mean, because, I can assume, but like, what's the first thing that comes um, to mind? Because I don't have like the physical support that I need. Okay. Yeah, like people may help you financially and stuff like that, but I can get my own money. Mm-hmm. I need help physically. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to get out there and do whatever I need to do for my family. And it's like I don't have like a a grandma watching the kids. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a grandfather getting the kids on the weekend. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, Do you feel like... Um, I forgot I was going to ask. Do you feel like you 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 need a two-parent household or would you just appreciate any type of help? Because I've heard some moms say that like they don't need the two. They don't care for the two parents. Like yeah. The house can thrive without two. Do you feel like it's yeah. important to have that two-parent household or would you just accept help from anywhere? Like if you had a friend that was there, or a I would or accept help from anywhere. Okay. I I don't necessarily need the whole two parent household thing. Okay. I just would accept it from anywhere. If it was a best friend, if mm-hmm. it was a cousin, it was like my brother, I would accept that. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's really yeah. important. Last. This was the question I wanted to ask. I have always thought like like, I mean I can't have kids unless I'm like I can have kids, mm-hmm. but because I'm gay, like I can't have right, kids. Right, right, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, it's definitely a planned process. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that because I don't know what I would do in the event of, you know, like a accidental kid, right. like slip up, whatever. Right. And so I feel like for me, I just, whenever I have friends and they come to me and they're like, oh, I want to have kids. I'm having kids. I always say to them, like, are you, are you sure this is the right time to have kids? Because you're not done fulfilling what you want to do in this life. Do you mm-hmm. feel like your children stop you from pursuing what you want to do? I don't feel like my children stop me, but it does make it extremely harder. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can really get discouraged easy mm-hmm. because you even ask yourself, you know, could you even 
even try to try to do what it is you want to do? Mm-hmm. Should you even try? Mm-hmm. You know, you, do you yeah. are you really gonna like? Do you really think that you should do that in life? Why don't you just go be a nurse or a CNA or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do something that everybody else usually just does. And what is that thing that you want to do? Um, I honestly just want to do whatever like is meant for me. Okay. So like, I would love to be like an entrepreneur. I would love to do photos and maybe do documentaries and you know also I would like to like you know write song be like a ghostwriter for somebody mm-hmm. write songs you know for artists mm-hmm. um I would love to have my own business it's just so much I want to do mm-hmm. it sometimes sucks because it's like I wish I was just that person who had just something that one thing that they're good at no girl I don't think you need that but it's like if I was and I would exactly know what it is I want to do it wouldn't require so much I could probably still do it with having kids but being someone who is into so much I feel like that's how we all are and I think you have to narrow it down to that one thing and honestly I don't even think it's that one thing I feel like there are like we're all creative beings like God blessed us to be so so full of imagination and to have this world where we can explore and do things with and I feel like we should take advantage of it and I don't feel like there's anything wrong with having a million ideas or a million thoughts or a million desires to want to complete by God's grace we have you know like 70 years 60 years you know you know that many years to go out and do what it is that you want so I think the the thing is getting your foot planted and just starting, starting mm-hmm. anywhere, whether that be the, you know, the entrepreneurship that you talked about or whether it be the songwriting, like just pick something. And I think in trying things you learn, like, do I like this? Do I not like right. this? Do You're I want right. to do this? Do I not want right to do this? That. You know, like, don't sit and think like I have all these things I don't know what to do because right. in my mind, I have all of these things. And I just tell myself, let me focus on this one thing. Right. I'm going to finish this one thing for, yeah, I'm going to do it until I can't do it anymore. Whether mm-hmm. that's because I don't want to do it or because I've exhausted everything that I can do. But after I finish this, then I'm going to tackle everything else. But I don't think it's wrong to have several different desires if, if anything I think it's a blessing to have that many desires because there's so many people that don't even feel motivated or, or have the the energy time I don't right. know they don't even think that they can even do many right. things so I feel like it's a blessing to see yourself doing all of these things and I think all you need to do is go ahead and just tackle one of them right and get to that point of knowing how you feel about it and moving on from there I think that's so, a good thing yeah that's, I, that's why I feel like um Doing the photography thing is kind of like starting to make me figure out a little bit more like right. which which of the things I really want to do. Right, right. You know? Yeah, no, I think that that's dope. Like, girl, pursue anything and right. everything. And I love to hear that your, your kids ain't stopping you because I always no. felt like that was something that would hinder anybody from doing anything. But I would say that I wish I waited, though. Okay. Um, Because I feel like I could get, I could have, I would, it's not only just so much me mentally being there but I never really truly no one really truly realizes how serious it is to have a child Mm -hmm. you have to protect them Mm -hmm. you have to be their provider you have to literally worry about somebody else 24 7 and that can cause extreme anxiety to have to do that Mm -hmm. and you know if you're not like mentally ready to do that you shouldn't do it let's talk about the mental aspect of being a parent do you feel like you have to like, you know, anxiety, emotions, mm-hmm. feelings. Do you feel like you can show them those things? If you're sad, if you're having a bad day, are you able to show your kid, like, I'm having a bad day? Or do you have to mask that in mm-hmm. being the provider? Now I am. Okay. Now I'm showing them that if you do something like this, that in the real world, someone can get mad. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I am now doing that. But at first, I would hide everything mm-hmm. to the point that my children were the reason that I was able to, like, not really deal with what I was dealing with inside. They were like my, um, what do I call it? They were like my my safe place. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then one time I let them go with their grandmother to like Vegas for like two weeks and I just, my cup let was overflowed out. and yeah. I couldn't even take it. 
Right. Like they were like, they were holding me together. Mm. But now I do express, like I do show emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. I feel like that's another, I love that you're, I love the advice that you, I, don't know, I guess it wasn't necessarily advice, but you right. were speaking from your own expect, perspective as far yeah. as like waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like there is so much that you have to be, like you have to be whole within, I always thought, before you yeah. can have them. Because there is so much, I mean, just like you said, your cup like you had so much emotion bottled up within and I can only imagine yeah. how it is battling that and right. trying to deal with them and their emotions. Like they're right. going through things, they're learning things. I can only imagine it's a lot. So I commend you for getting it done and getting it done alone. Because right. I know that that's a, that's a big thing to have to do. I also just want to say too, like just cause you love somebody doesn't mean you need to have a kid with them. Mm-hmm. Make sure you pay attention to that family. Their pay, family. Pay attention to that person's family. Okay. Because you need to understand that this is something that you may have to deal with for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Now you have to deal with a certain kind of family that you don't even get along with. You have nothing in common. They're full of drama, all kinds of stuff. Right. Now you have to deal with that. And then you have to realize, you have to really know who it is that you're even dating. Like, they could have those traits. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They could pick up certain things from that. Right. And so once you have a kid, it's over with. You have to deal with somebody that you really, and if you didn't have them, like, if you didn't have kids with them, you would, like... Never have to deal with them. Deal with them again. Right. And now you have to deal with that person. Right. Somebody who could probably abuse you, hit mm-hmm. you, anything. Mm-hmm. You know? No, yeah. Definitely important to pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. Gyms. Okay? Pay attention to that family. Most definitely. Pay attention to that mother. Ooh. Pay attention to that father. Ooh. Pay attention to some siblings. Ooh. Okay? And most importantly, pay attention to that partner. Okay. Because... I mean, just as you said, they can pick up those traits. You can see that thing manifesting in your kids. Right. And you want your kids to be safe. If they ain't safe Period. for you, they ain't safe for your kids. Stop overlooking red flags. And thank Accept you. it for what it is. And thank you. And ask yourself, am I willing to deal with this? And thank you. Stop thinking you can change everybody. Exactly. Especially at our age, people is not changing. Exactly. People got to want to change. Okay. And that's important too. Just as you said, accept them for what they are because they showed you who they are. That's, that's all they can be. Right. There's room, everybody can grow, but just know it might be some BS before you get to that place. You got to ask yourself, do you want to deal with that? Right. And growth on their accord. Like everybody can grow, but they have to want to. If they don't want to grow, no matter how many times you cry, how many times you scream, how many times you push them, whatever. If they don't see within themselves, if they don't want to do it, you're going to be stuck with that motherfucker until they see it's fitting to change. And some people don't ever want to grow, change, or do better for themselves. Okay. I think we're going to end today's show. Shimes, I absolutely loved your presence here. I thought you were great. Love the energy. You. You're absolutely beautiful. I enjoyed painting with you. Let's show them our paintings. Okay. Cute I call, paintings. I call this the flower, the power of the flower. Okay. The power of the flower. And I call <laughs> this one... Under the sea. I don't Ooh. know. It's giving like Patrick under the sea. It's definitely giving that. You know? Under the sea. Yes. I like it. Okay. You guys, um, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave me a review and a rating after today's show. If you're listening in on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, whatever, head up Apple Podcasts, search for Constance the Podcast and leave a review and a rating. Shimes, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at shimes.ufa. That's S-H-I-M-E-S dot U-F-A. Not Ufa. Ufa. And thank you. Follow the girls. Keep up with me at Constance Stepan on Instagram and TikTok. Follow me. And um, that's all I have to say. I will see you guys in tomorrow's episode. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming. Of course. All right. Peace, guys. Okay.